All right, morning, guys. Um, I haven't done one of these in a while. Downwind Dialogue. Uh, bringing on a, an old but also a new friend um, in Greg Stuber. Uh, locally here in Hawaii, he's contributed so much to the foiling scene. And we're all grateful for him and that. Um, but I also look at him, too, and I'm uh, stoked. I look forward to being able to hopefully foil when I get his age. And um, I always tip my hats off to guys like him. They're just the retired guys. And they're just fully rejuvenated with Gromstoke. Um, with, with foiling and everything. And, and, and Greg is always pumped. He's always thinking on ways to improve his setup. How to get better. What to do. Sand his foil. Add little things on. And, and all kinds of stuff. So... He's a great foil of mine, and I'm looking forward to this chat. Um, and um, yeah, here's here's brother Greg. Uh, what is so? What um, what's your just general background story? What did you do? Um, where, where do you surf? Where do you you know? How did you how did you end up getting into foiling? And and what was it like? Because you know, like for someone like you who's retired, surf your whole life, and then now it's just you know, like to some people, you know, I have. I work with some young lifeguard people and it's so hard for me to get them into foiling, but you know, here you are, you know, still killing it and you got into foiling, you know, what, what was that like? Well, um, I started surfing when I was about six years old. Um, I had some really good mentors at that time, some, some uncles that would take me to Sandy Beach and to Waikiki. My mom would drop me off. Um, at the beach, the old beach center in Waikiki, and literally just kind of give the nod to the beach boys, and they'd kind of keep an eye on me. <laughs> um, you know, I'd have 25 cents to buy an almond cookie and a rice cake or something, um, or we'd bring lunch and bury it in the sand, and hopefully it wouldn't get stolen. <laughs> um, and surf, uh, and surf Waikiki, yeah. um, and I just pretty much continued surfing. I've never moved anywhere. I've lived here my whole life. Continued surfing all the way till now. Um, I'll actually turn 65 tomorrow. Um, which is kind of interesting, uh, day after Pearl Harbor. Um, and so I was living here before, uh, in Hawaii, before we were a state, which obviously I don't remember because that happened in 59. 59 I believe we became yeah. a state and I was born in 58. Um, but yeah, I surfed through uh, my entire life. Um, surfed competitively, amateur. Um, turned pro for about two years and realized that I wasn't really cutting it wasn't good enough, wasn't young enough, wasn't uh, up to the standards, um, which was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't really, it was humbling, but it wasn't in a bad way. Where did um, you surf most of like your, uh, like teenage or like teenage years or prime years, young adult years? Well, I lived on the east side. I lived mm -hmm. on this side in Kulio'o and, Sa and Hawaii Kai. And so I surfed Sandy Beach a lot in town, Diamond Head. I always like to surf uh, gravelly waves because if, you can surf gravelly waves, you can surf good waves. Right. And I always felt that my boards working at Sandy Beach and Diamond Head could work anywhere. Right. Um, and so um, I was getting boards from Pat Rawson and from Eric Arakawa and, and uh, among other people, um, some of the younger up and coming local shapers. Um, but we would make the trek to the North Shore during the winter all the time. Right. Um, we would literally go out there at night, sleep under the car during the pouring rain, wake up early to surf the sandbar. Um, it's kind of the same story, I'm sure, that it's not unique. A lot of people, um, especially my generation, that would, you know, it seemed like a long, 
a long journey. Everyone would throw dollar dollar to, for gas <laughs> to get out there um, in somebody's old car that they got from their mom or, or somebody owned a Volkswagen Bug or something. Um, yeah. Um, but then, but then, you know, I think I topped out in my surfing probably. I'll be generous, but I probably topped out like 15 years ago, but it's probably more like 25 years ago. And um, when foiling uh, sort of popped into my mindset, um, I was very reluctant because I thought, man, kind of old to do this. You know, I'm almost 60 years old. Um, it's expensive. All these things went through my head. Um, That's the first. I mean, for me, too, that was the first thing I couldn't justify dropping even $400 on a four foot board, you know? Yeah. yeah. So like, even maybe for you too, cause you're probably buying surfboards or getting surfboards yeah. for, you know, like real cheap, you know? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, super expensive. Yeah. Super expensive yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and, uh, and not knowing if I'd like it, not, yeah. I mean, it looked like I'd like it, but not sure if I'd like it. And, and, um, and then a good friend of mine, Lanson Ronquillo, who I worked at on uh, on the fire department, you know, the fire department. We were both on the same truck, rescue truck. And um, he said, "Greg, we got to do this. We got to do this." We were humming and hawing for eight months, and um, you know, we were kind of we were kind of on the fence. And then he told me something interesting. He said, "Man, Greg, you live in the the downwinding mecca." And I was like, "What? Do you, what is downwinding? Like, I didn't even know what he was talking about." But he said, "No, it's like you you, you get out and you just ride on the on the." energy from the ocean you don't really need waves and so that kind of that vision kind of stuck in my head um and then he called me up one day and he said hey guy perry is selling all his stuff he's trying to buy a house in north shore and he's got like a full gold foil right. package so i started making calls sean star and miles padaka i'm like what should i ride and i knew these guys are foiling and they're like you just got to get something. Don't worry about it. Just get something, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you're not foiling until you get stitches. I remember Sean <laughs> telling me that, <laughs> which, which kind of set me back again. But, um, one, yeah, one of, one of our, one of my favorite sayings was, um, you have to sign the contract in blood. <laughs> you're loyal to the foil yeah. once you, uh, drew blood. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, so which, funny. which, which is, you know, funny, but not funny. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, you know, just on a side note, um, to defend foiling, foiling is dangerous, there's no question. But if you went on a daily basis of injuries, surfing is far more. Mm. Now, obviously, there's more people doing it, but just, just hang around the Eokai Tower one day when, the, when it's oh, cranking. Yeah. No, I, and there's yeah. all sorts of injuries all day long. I, I've worked at the tower in Waikiki right in front of canoes, and I can tell you there are thousands of injuries caused by surfboards. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think any, any enjoyable activity in the water is going to have some sort of risk to it. But, yeah, like... I mean, somebody said it yes the other day too. It's um, it's almost like skateboarding. Once you learn how to fall, you don't really see those um, you know really experienced skateboarders f you know fall and get injured. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe there'll be a freak accident, but it's kind of like falling. Yeah, you you get it all out of your system when you're learning and you're learning how to take off and you learn how to fall. But really, it I mean anything can happen and accidents can happen, but it's it's we get real good at avoiding them. In Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think um, that's uh, also uh, attributed to a good community, an awesome community, mm -hmm. where people are giving you advice. They're not, they're not sitting in their car at Sandy Beach going, watch this guy, he's going to get cracks. You right. know, the foiling right. community is pretty much like, hey, hey, hey um, 
you know, ditch your board or, or don't try to save those kind. You know, when you start getting squirrely, jump right. off. You know, you, there's another wave to catch. Right. All of those uh, bits of advice for me were very appreciated, very helpful, um, and, and, and helped me through that learning curve quicker. Um, I don't know what a general learning curve is, but, you know, I was able to kick out and start sort of pumping back out probably my seventh or eighth session which nice. which i felt was really good for me you know the first five or six were were, were pretty bad where, where did, so how did you start where did where did you go and take that go foil setup um i had borrowed uh or gone out with a guy sort of borrowed his equipment and went behind uh the jet ski and we did that once and i was able to get up and maybe fly on that thing for 10 seconds which i was just exhilarated by it was mm. just unreal um problem being with the jet ski is you have a rope and so you have like a third it's almost like having a paddle and you're standing paddling you have a little support that you have by holding onto the rope right so when you get into regular and you got to go paddle it and just catch a wave mm-hmm. for me it was a whole nother learning thing yeah. um but the first <laughs> the first day i had my new equipment i put it together i was so excited i went to sandy beach terrible idea oh. um went on the inside of full point um very glassy kind of small day and i thought i can do what i did behind the jet ski and I worked so hard to, to maintain that thing up on foil, which I shouldn't have. Um, and it kind of felt like a folding chair just collapsed under me and came up and bit me in the back of the head. I don't oh. know if it was the foil of the board, but ended up getting a couple stitches. Um, and then again, another reevaluation, you know, like, should I be doing this? You know, you're, 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 you're not the youngest guy, uh, blah, blah, blah. But um, knowing what I know now, I think I, could, I can foil longer than I could probably surf because I imagine myself hopefully when I'm you know 75 80 years old on a on a big board just <laughs> cruising into yeah. soft little little yeah. foamers yeah. and then just flying to the sand and not doing a whole lot and just enjoying that uh that experience which which Sim and I have more than a hundred times tried to coerce our friends into doing it that don't want to do it mm-hmm. because we know how exciting it is how much fun it is for sure <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, foiling, foiling. I mean, I hope to be doing it for a long time, but there is there is like you know, like yeah, it looks exhausting. It looks like it could be very taxing on your body, and it is. But then there also are moments where you can just really rely on the glide of the wing that you're using. The energy of the water it's so efficient and you know like sometimes it's just nice to get out there like one of the first things that i was um so hooked on in the beginning was the length of ride and then just having long easy um maximized glide you know you know because if usually if we're surfing um a normal wave or something and we're surfing in a normal way for us to ride a long wave, our body would just be so exhausted from trying to keep up with it. So that's what I love about flying. Like I, we went on a Hawaii Kairan yesterday and um, an eight mile downwinder. And uh, you know, to most people it would feel like a crazy long ocean adventure, you know, great workout, but got up and it's like I was foiling with uh, this this guy Gage who just moved out here from um, Long Beach he's in the Coast Guard and it was nice like we were just having like a nice conversation next to each other and it was it was like it was a nice enjoying moment where 
you know, like we're just totally relying on the glide and the efficiency of the gear. And it was, it was nice, you know, it was, it was super enjoyable, you know, cause yeah, like I said, most times people look at us and we're pumping around and it's super intense, but you know, there's, there's moments to be intense and there's moments to just relax and cruise and ride and glide, you know, for sure. And it's, it's good. Good for all of us. Like, like yesterday when we went, like sometimes it's like a pump fest, but then some, and it's a workout for our body, but sometimes it's like a nice, it can be a nice calming thing for like our minds, you know? For sure. That, that, that finding that flow state and and, and it it is, um, flow state. If you, if you learn a little about sports psychology and stuff, that flow state is a real thing and it's, and it's, it's not just, um, it's not just a term or used in your head. It, it's it's physiological where you, where you get into that zone and you just you're feeling everything. Your body is it working in sync. Good athletes find that zone all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to do with nutrition. Has to do with uh, headspace preparation and all those things. But foiling, you can really get into that. I think more than surfing because from when I was surfing hard competitively, when I was when I was surfing every wave to do as many things as I could. I couldn't remember my wave after I kicked out. I was just trying so hard to do right. so many things. Right. Um, and so with foiling, you can kind of slow down a little bit and just... Think, relax, recover. Yeah, look around. Look around. Um, and, and, and it's a necessity in downwinding to mm-hmm. recover and to, to kind of keep your headspace because you can easily get into that flailing panic mode and, and um, you know, all of us learning to downwind, that, that is pretty ineffective. But, but you just, you, you have to teach yourself to not go there mm-hmm. and to not you know i'm too far out to paddle in i don't want to be this far out well you got to get far out if you want to get in good bumps and you need <laughs> to turn that off that switch off in your head because you'll never get into anything good right, right, um, right. and we all struggle with that every one of us um some much less than others that have been doing it longer and having more success um same like yourself you know <laughs> you can find a flow better than a lot of people because you've put in the time you've paid mm-hmm. dues you've 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 committed to, to doing those things, um, on a regular. And so, um, yeah, no, it, it's, I think going, going off what you said, I think it's, you got to put yourself in more and more fearful and uncomfortable situations. Um, and you just learn to, um, kind of deal with it. Um, so that or you become comfortable in, in the uncomfortable. So that when you're in those situations or in those moments, instead of thinking of worst case scenario stuff, it's like you're just fully able to relax. And like you said, like, just look around, listen to yourself, breathe, rather than just have all these things. But, you know, I think everyone's in such a rush to, you know, fly like how we're all flying in the, um, in our Instagram videos and stuff. (laughs) Um, But there is a process and that process of just, you know, you know, sucking and struggling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being super scared and, and trusting that process. Trusting um, it. I, I, I'm, I'm coining a phrase from someone else from Egan, you know, you know, he said, you got to trust the process because the process is there. It's already worked. It's been proven. Yeah. Don't try to bypass the process. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, I, I talked to so many foilers that are, that are waiting for the right wing and they're, and they're waiting for the right condition and they've watched all the videos and they're practicing and, and I'm always telling them, just get out there and don't win. Mm. You know, you got to fail. It's okay. We all fail. Yeah. To me, that's the best thing. Um, and, 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 you know, 
put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. Someone told me once, just doing rescue work, you know, they're like, wow, it's unreal, you know, how you guys aren't afraid. And I said, oh, we're afraid. Everybody's afraid. And, 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 and they said, well, the same person said, well, you're an adrenaline junkie. Um, and I borrowed a term from another friend. I said, we're not adrenaline junkies. We're composure junkies. <laughs> we have a lot of adrenaline, but we're, we're, we're high on composing ourselves mm-hmm. in that adrenaline, not just spazzing out mm-hmm. and doing something wrong. Right. Um, and that was the biggest rush about, you know, being in a helicopter or, or, or under a helicopter or right. underwater. You, you, same thing on Even a ski. Even for us. Like, yeah, you know, like, absolutely. I remember, you know, um, my first case, my first CPR case. And everything is happening and it's just, you, you know, everything feels like it's going fast, but also slow motion. You're doing CPR. And I think, yeah, just, just through all of our training and just all the practice and reps we get in high, high stress situations, you just learn to kind of manage it all. So mm-hmm. as hectic as my first CPR condition or case was, and I've done, you know, probably 15 over my career, maybe more, you know, now I can pull up onto a scene in a patient and do CPR and just, that, and it sounds bad, but go through the motions in the sense that I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do rather than being super mm-hmm. high alert, you know, overcome with mm-hmm. adrenaline. And that's a perfect analogy for foiling, especially downwinding, because even though the conditions are changing, just like they are at every alarm you go to, every emergency, it's not the same. How many people are there? Are you are you in a, you know, safe environment or possible on the side of the road? You know, all of those th- changing things. Um, with foiling, it's the same thing. Y- y- you rely on what worked. You rely on your past experiences, yeah. and you just try to tune into those. Um, but but having the mental clarity to be able to like evaluate what's happening, and be able to like you know decipher and then now like start implementing yep is is what's 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 key and what's important and what's what's fun and that's why yeah. every time you go it's changing and you know that's why we'll never get bored of it you no know? and i think i think people sometimes don't give themselves enough credit they think well that that's not me that you know they're different um humans we all have an ability to do much more than we believe we can do. Mm. Um, it, it, there's, there's indication and evidence of that all the time. You know, the freeway collapses and, and general public's pulling over and climbing in tunnels and pulling people out and, yeah. and doing all sorts of, you know, just heroic, amazing things. We have it in us. Mm. Um, it's Bruh, you as a firefighter, I just seen this clip the other day on Instagram. It was about um, a young firefighter in Maui with the Lahaina fires. And... He was in his um, fire truck or something, got fully trapped. He's like young, like maybe 21 years old. You heard young I know what you're talking about, yes. Got trapped uh, from, you know, all the vehicles surrounding him. He basically monster trucked it, escaped. And, you know, like we all figure that that would be like super stressful. He was like about to die, was escaped, got to a police car. Um... And, and wanted to go back into the fire because he had to go rescue his crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, got the police vehicle, went back into the dark smoke and just hectic fire environment, rescued his whole crew and came back mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But like, I think, you know, like, like you said, humans have the ability to, you know, mm-hmm. just 
get into these like superhero modes yeah you know where like you know like i think i feel like a lot of us our first instinct would be like whoo i just escaped i'm all good like i'm done like bro right, like right, you know right like, i'm alive yeah you know but then to like double down and be like, I gotta go back, mm-hmm. risk my life to go back and Yeah, like, and, and, and I guess heavy story, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh very heavy. And and and, and stories like that, um, maybe you could peg that guy in the beginning, you know, in, in recruit class and say, This'll be the guy. But I would I would venture to say probably not. No. Um, because um, nobody's average and nobody's special. We're, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. People have special skills. Waver. People are yeah, absolutely. We waver all the time. We fluctuate, um, and 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 I, I think sometimes we we wait for that big thing, right? We mm-hmm. we wait to hear about because we we live in a society that blows up the biggest biggest thing. But mm-hmm. it might be as simple as just you know, helping somebody move his mast up a half an inch. <laughs> that would be the biggest thing in his right. whole experience of foiling. And he's like, I still remember that little thing because oh, yeah. the little thing is the big thing. And so uh, that, at that point, just points back to the community. I think, I think most foilers will agree. I, I probably almost all of them, I think, I think, I think uh, agree that the community is what makes this sport really, really special. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's maybe the icing on the cake because, you know, we like to foil, but it's like when you go snowboarding, it's not just the going down the mountain. It's it's the lodge and it's the it's the radio station and it's driving in the car and looking at the mountains and it's the after hot tub and that whole thing is snowboarding. Just like foiling is hanging out with the boys and heckling each other and, and trying to figure out how to cram into a truck. <laughs> how to fit fifteen yeah. boards in a truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that whole part with a good bunch of people, um, is is Infectious. I, I can't believe anybody wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can see it. You can mm-hmm. see it when you drive through the beach and you got all the foils in the back and all, the, all your surfer friends are, they look, they, they have a little longing look, I think, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they know yeah. how much fun we're having. And it's not, it's not better, it's not worse, it's different. It's, you know, golf is not better than tennis, they're just different. Yeah. Foiling's different than surfing, it's a type of surfing, but yeah, yeah it's, it's really exciting. So, yeah, so speaking about the community, I remember. Maybe like, you know, when I was still riding Lyft, which was maybe three years ago, um, a lot of us were like breaking our 25 tail wings. Um, Just, I think we were like into beach starting and I don't know, really starting to explore cranking turns. And it was like a first batch of those 25s. It was real... um, like thin, very around. thin fuselage where it connects. Thin fuselage yeah. where it connected, and um, you know they're breaking left and right. And then I think it was Jack. Jack ended up taking it to you to get it repaired. I don't know how he might have known you, but yeah, like you said, the community could be like you know uh, Jack Jackson's sixteen year old kid, and he, like, Jack, who who can I get this fixed from? And he, he knew everybody. And even though, like, I never met you before, I call you up, bing, bang, boom, I come over, fix this thing, and then, like, it's, we're s- super connected, and that's how we, like, built our, like, friendship, you know? Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's, get into, let's get into that and, and how cool that was for us, because, you know, like, what turned out to be just you fixing so I don't know you know like how you got into like you know and I know you make your own boards here and there and you're always working on stuff um, 
with all the composites and the carbon and all that. And, um, you know, and then <laughs> we, 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 we look back and kind of joke about it now, but it, I almost like accidentally thrusted you into like, <laughs> you know, making those, those fuselages. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't, uh, uh, I wasn't reluctant to yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it, it, interesting. So I got some background in fiberglass. My brother used to build boats. I've been up to my elbows in resin since mm-hmm. I was like a little kid. Um, and you know, we used to, we used to build skateboards and, uh, right. the old man Quig who helped, right. I think with Hopi cats and stuff, you know, he, he, he said something that still sticks with me. He walked by and he goes, beautiful thing, fiberglass. You put too much on, you sand it off. You don't put enough, you add a little more. Right. And I remember that saying to the letter when I was a little kid and I thought, that is cool. It's like liquid turns to solid. You can't really blow it because you might have a lot more sanding or you might have, a, have to add more. But fiberglass is a beautiful thing. If you, and, and obviously there's, there's some really technical details to the stuff they're making now. But that started my sort of my journey and fascination yeah. with fiberglass. Uh, I built my boat that I own today. Um, I've built quite a few boards and even a Toyota Land Cruiser out of fiberglass and yeah. a whole body out of fiberglass. But, um, but yeah, when Sim came to me, I had worked on uh, Zach Ferrier's 25-tailed fixed it. And Jack had something that had broken uh, that I think Kane worked on, um, but, but there was some metal in it. It was a 25-tail, and so I patched a couple. Then, then, then you gave me mm-hmm. um, uh, a fuselage and asked if I could make it so you could put a different tail on. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think I can do it. Um, and literally, two day, I think it was two days afterwards, I think the next day you, you called me and said, looks good, I'm going to try it. And the next day, uh, I was getting all these like alerts on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, my generation is very novice with social media. Right. But I had an Instagram account for, for some other um, biz that I was doing. So I had, you know, a couple couple followers and and all of a sudden I was getting just blown up to make these things and people were sending them from France and from Spain and from Australia and from me to and I was like oh my goodness you know this is organically like like do I want to do this but it was really cool because not, not like I couldn't see dollar signs I, that wasn't I, I just thought I'm, I'm actually like in the conversation of foiling right now I'm not just some cuckoo bought a gofoil and, and, and is wearing a helmet and he's on the shoulder just looking at people like I wish I was like them um, and, and, it, and it allowed me to meet and talk and, 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 and text, communicate with, you know, Adam Bennett and Zane Weston and all these people that, that, that to me, um, are, are and yourself, Sim, you know, driving the, the sport. Um, we're all driving the sport. We're all riding on the sport. We're all, we're all a part of it, anybody who foils. But, but the bigger players or the people that seem to be the, the biggest or bigger players, we're... we're people that I got to interact with a little bit um not not like you know we're best friends or hanging out but but that part was really um, humbling for me and um and took me on a a really nice ride to learn my uh, foiling vocabulary which we talked about and 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 not being timid to explore stuff that you know like a toolbox is filled with tools I might not use them but I have a hard time turning them down right and so when 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 you and I talked just, I think, yesterday about mass length and, you know, because I haven't explored a lot of different lengths in mass. It, it helped me and I shared with, with another lifeguard. I think it's good for us, you know, to, to, to get outside our comfort zone and try something because we're, we're stuck in this little bubble of what works and what doesn't, what we want. And, oh, that wing's too small or I could never ride that. Right. Um, we don't have to try every single piece of equipment, but 
the exploration of this sport because it's so new is really what's driving it. And, and, and I, I think, I think it's going to get to a point like surfing where, where there'll be the, the, the pretty standard, you know, five, five, eight thruster mm. squash tail, um, you know, that most people ride on the tour, um, or whatever size, you know, squash tail or round pin. That's pretty much the basic. I think foiling will get there, but there, I think there'll also be a morphing of, of sports to, yeah. to, to some degree because the foil technology is, it, it's attractive. There's no question. I think, I think for us in our sport, to me, that's what's the most exciting part is just always trying new things, feeling new sensations all the time. And really for me, when we were able to, cause you know, for the first <coughs> six months to a year, you're just trying to learn how, how to, how I'm to not to kill yourself. Ride this thing yeah. Kill yourself, right? Yeah. And especially with the lift setup, where it was just plug and play, mass front wing, and basically fuselage with a tail. You know, so there's no adjustments. Right. So, for me, that was a first layer of like, whoa, we could put on a different tail, and then you even had like. Two different screw holes and it was just like mind-blowing because if you moved it up like and use the, fr- the front two it would surf insane but if you moved it back and it would glide and pump better and it was like that was like just enough already you know i was just i was just mind blown with that you know but i'm looking at it now like i'm tuning my gear so much with stuff you know like i, I ride f1 foils and the one of their in my opinion one of their like um, like beneficial attributes is you know they have different so much different combinations and ways that you could change up your setup and gear and for me like that to me that's the most exciting part is just learning comparing and testing and just figuring it all out because you know we're always in a pursuit of absolutely trying to find the best mm-hmm. uh, sensation for our yeah. style yeah. right that slippery fast yet in control feeling that we're all kind of craving. Um, and, and what blows my mind is, so when you talk about tail positions and then, 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 and then angle shimming came in and, oh, and, 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 blew and, my mind too. and, and another <laughs> mind blowing things, some of which I, I just, I'm just like, nah, 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 nah I don't want to hear it right. because it's too much. It overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I, I am a firm believer that if you jump, 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 jump before you know how to foil good to brand after brand, you're looking for that shiny object. Um, which 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 is pretty uh, alive and well in the foiling community. Um, you never really hold it down on what you have, and and sometimes I think it would be good um, advice to just ride what you have, really figure that out, um, try a few things, but don't don't every time you go out change mm. something because you, especially when you're not really figuring it out yet, it it, it it's there's a lot of um, calibration in your internal little yeah. gyroscope that has to happen. Um, yeah. So like you know like I'll I'll see that with uh, some of my friends who will like start foiling. You know they're they're intrigued enough to go, but they're not committed enough to buy their own setup. So what they end up doing is borrowing my setup, borrowing <laughs> Kikai setup, borrowing the kind of setup, and so they're riding all these different things, right? But we know because we're experienced foilers that those are completely different experiences. So it's, it's very, and, and it's not like surfing where you can switch off a, a, with, a, with your buddy, try his board, and you're gonna figure, out, figure it out in a wave or two. Yeah. Like the, 
foil equipment takes sessions. Absolutely. You know? And just, just like with downwinding, right? And too we many have variables, like, too and, many variables, too many axes is changing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, like one of our, um, we've, we've had to learn the hard way through mm-hmm. bad experiences is, you know, and this is Kahi, Kahi's coined phrase is never try new equipment on a Hawaii Kyron. <laughs> you know, you just, you don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you're going to be, unless you feel it. like paddling. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's so much looking forward to, you know, how things can improve and the sensations that we can get, Yeah. you know, stiffness, sanding your wings, right. sanding your mast, you know, yeah. like narrow corded mast, you know, stiffer mass. And, you know, now we got like $3,000 mass, oh my you goodness. know, like yeah. from Axis and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know? it's, um, it's interesting. Um, one of the things that pops in my mind is that, okay, the way foiling is going, th- th- there's always a new variable that you can adjust because like an airplane, you know, there's lots of different airplanes and they have lots of different attributes and they, they want to do lots of different things, whether it be a glider with big flat wings or a, or a, a fighter jet. Um, foiling uh, technology or, 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 or changes, like you said, F1. F1 has... A nice package of all kinds of stuff. They got the, the, the monoblock tails and then they got adjust where you can mount your tails. Um, Axis obviously has a huge line of stuff. <clears throat> um, but there's attributes and, and changes that, that no foil company really, they understand it. These are engineers. I'm not. <clears throat> but they haven't really explored it. Like the distance between your front wing and your mast, if you mm. bring it closer, farther, that's going to change. That's a huge attribute that we haven't really experimented much with. Um, <clears throat> and then some of the potential, um, like, uh, adjust on the fly that mm-hmm. can happen in the future, maybe, mm-hmm. that we can have adjustments. But, but one thing I thought of, and I just think this is kind of interesting to, to explore, is that as foiling gets more expensive, as foiling creeps up into the, you know, like you said, $2,700, $2,800 mast, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not cutting down axis, but... Um, you you get you will get to a point I think just like certain sports where you're gonna have to settle to not have the the the, the titleist best or whatever you know mm. I I'm not a golfer but you know the best state of the art clubs or the best um, you know the the best uh, Almeric surfboard or, or whatever you know Kelly Slater surfboard because you just can't afford it you know you just can't stomach spending twenty eight hundred dollars for a shortboard that yeah. might just fall apart in in a month. Um, but but on that topic, I guess my point is that when I watch pod, uh, listen to podcasts and watch videos of like James Casey or, or these guys talking, the crowd oftentimes is 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 guys like in their middle age, people that have money, hmm. people that that are are are, are, are comfortable to kind of express themselves with their equipment. They're not asking mom for you know um, a couple hundred bucks to buy a used board. These are people that, and so the sport, I think. This is a pitch for myself, maybe, but I think the sport foiling and, and the, 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 the climate now with sponsorship um, is more than just everyone knows he rips, so therefore he's getting sponsored, but, but your presence on social media, we see that in foiling. There's guys that are, are good foilers, but they're somewhat average foilers, but they, they have a great Instagram mm-hmm. and, and, they, and they're good. They're, they're a valuable investment for the company because they blow up the, part, the, 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 the product. But I think there's a, there's a place for sort of the older ambassadors. Oh, 100%. And, and, and um, you know, I've, I've sort of 
hoped, and I'm not using this as a as as a, a, a you know an avenue for me to leverage myself, but I've hoped and thought about, you know, I think that fits me, you know, I I, I have a hopefully a pretty good reputation. Um, I've been in the water my whole life. I'm comfortable in the water. I understand the foil vernacular so so. I'm not an engineer, but I understand it. Um, and I think I, 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 I've, I'm already doing it. I'm, anybody who comes up to me anywhere mm-hmm. I am and asks me about foiling, I don't just go, yeah, it's a foil and walk away. Yeah. If I'm walking back from a Waikiki run when there's south winds, I talk to three people on an average on the way back and I stop and talk to them and share <laughs> and ask them where they're from and, and, and say, you guys can foil in, in Vancouver, in right. Canada. My son lives there or whatever. Um, that ambassadorship that, that you're really good at, Sam, you know, um, is, is important to this sport. Mm-hmm. It should be important in every sport, but it's, but it's uniquely important in this sport because people are very tentative to try this yeah. freaky thing where people are riding up on a popsicle stick out in the ocean. You know, they're like, what is that? Where's the motor? Why on earth are you guys doing that? You guys are crazy, all that stuff. Um, and we can help them to, to be interested in the sport as well and, and, and maybe be part of it, yeah. you know? I think it's, I think it's great. It's, it's funny because... <laughs> <laughs> we so, got yeah. good cats spilling things. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny because I have um, we have like a joke where, um, you know, somebody like Jack from town, you know, he uh, he would not be a good guy to ask like, <laughs> how should I do it? What should I ride? You know, like because you know, like, I mean, as enthusiastic and stoked and you know, like he's like an ambassador of Stoke for the sport. He's like, and I, I know Jack really well. You know, like he's a kid. He's, he's, grow up. <laughs> he's a kid. He's a he's a phenom. He's he's 140 pounds and freakishly athletic. So his experience is not gonna be like the experience that maybe I have or you have, right? Or 90 percent. Or 90 percent of the people, yeah. right? So when he says, "Yeah, no, yeah, get, yeah." Well, my sup, it's a 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I flat water it. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. You know, like, you know, just paddle harder. You know, it's, it's so, it, it's, it's funny because, yeah, like, for me, the person who's going to give you or give people the best feedback, and it, it's, not a, it's, it's not a slight, but it's just like the people who aren't as um, freakishly athletic as Jack. Right? And they have life experience. And they have life experience. Like, you know, I can think of two guys. Like my buddy Kikai, my buddy uh, Phil Yi, mm-hmm. and people like you where like you guys understand and are able to articulate a lot. But because, you know, we're not, you know, like freakishly talented, we feel all the little bumps in the road or, you know, all the little tweaks in the foil and, it, and it's good. You're going to get a lot. Life has taught us humility as well. Humility. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have just a better, just more, you know, well rounded, mm-hmm. you know, experience and feedback to to what it is. You know, because yeah. we're not able to compensate. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's that. Those, that's a really good point. I I, I think that. Um, so yeah, in a sense. You guys want the best advice? Don't ask Project. You know, <laughs> ask, ask, ask Greg or any of us who you right. know. Because as Jack tells you about how foiling is and how quick you'll learn, he he beach starts from you know right. tongs and pumps all the way out and then does no, a downwind. Yeah, yeah. So I, think I, I have um, I had a uh, this guy Nico um, Guylard. He's from France. He's he's a professor at UH, but he has like a like you. He has a full shop in his garage, and he made me this sick like 
little uh, hybrid tail that fits my F1 setup, and I really love it. It and it was awesome. And I told Jack like, "Bro, you gotta come try this thing." I, I, I was I was um, in Waikiki, and he lives nearby. And I called him up. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll have, I'll, I, I, I got, I'll come down real fast. Like I got stuff to do. He came down, grabbed my board was you know parked his truck like in a temporary like loading zone in the at the banyan tree beach started it pumped all the way out two canoes you know was ripping turns and then he just came back in and was completely dry and you know bro there's not going to be anybody no. else who could do that you know no. he but could like, stop on a catamaran in the yeah. morning and talk started yeah. yeah but yeah the fact to like nail the beach start on your first one, pump all the way out, 200 yards out to canoes, and then you're just unleashing turns. Unleashing turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's all G, and then come back in and be like, yeah, yeah. tail's pretty good. I was like, <laughs> go away. You know? Yeah. Classic. They're, they're great for the sport, and, and, and obviously, <clears throat> um, they, do, they do wonders for. for for image and for and for excitement and all that and it, it, and none of this you and I are not critiquing them in a negative way by any means but um, there is room for there's value yeah 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 hundred yeah, yeah. percent sure. yeah I so. think it's really cool <laughs> so um well uh bro it's this is funny I think I I got this on my phone I have a voice message from you and I think what happened was you probably tried to call me. And then they didn't know the, uh, didn't know the voicemail was recording. I don't oh, think this is good. I hope you don't embarrass me. No, it's, not, it's great. <laughs> I actually. I want to hear it. I was like, I, I I've done that before. I put I, my I, foot in my mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. This, is, this is good. So it's like it's I I saw your name and um this so this is September of. 2023 so it's pretty recent but it's three minutes long like, oh wow great you like really had something like, <laughs> something important, important. <laughs> but that's so why i listened to it and then it what i realized after it was is um you know like it wasn't like a message it must you must have just called me and then you were just might have been just talking to your wife or whoever <laughs> in the garage about downwinding but it's cool brothers whole bunch of nuggets in this and then we'll just segue into like you okay, know our okay, downwinding okay, experience but this, this is, is the first guy this is the first i wanted to so I, brought, I brought my speaker i brought my wife's phone because we're recording it on her phone and the voicemails on my end okay. i had a i had a grand plan to do this so let's stuff let's hear this bro oh let me let me uh let me see if i can hook it up to here Stand by. That's good stuff. <laughs> right, so I'll take the right. time to thank you, Sim, for, for thinking of me. I, I, I never think of myself too greatly of being some worthy person of a lot of things. but um, And that's not false humility. I'm just, I'm kind of a knucklehead. But, um, no, but, yeah, but I like, hope I can help people out. I, I think this life is to leave stuff for other people for sure. For, like I said, for me, it's, um, you know... I've always recognized and I've always had like I've always had great conversations with you just because you know you know you're fully experienced 
and you're articulate and you're passionate about the sport in a, in a way that, you know, like anybody who has a conversation with you can appreciate it and feel like they've learned something or have like a newfound, um, like stoke or something. Same you know? goes with you. And I, and, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, I hope that's the case that that's, you know, we're not on this, we're not on this this place or this life is not only about us it's supposed to be about others so i think it's important if we can leave a little something for anyone that and and, and we live in hawaii if we cannot share aloha um now we got we got to screw loose you know we really yeah. need to check ourselves it's not that hard to do um the ceo from hawaiian airlines who i guess now is alaska airlines um right just had a, they had a little thing in from underground board versus talking to me and he said oh, that's right. they had this big uh like talk with all the CEO talked to everybody it was like a, and, and anyway um, he said the CEO said what, what I need to express to you the most important thing is you guys already know how to do it's called Aloha that's the most important thing and so we just have to tune into it we already got it it's way easier my job's easy here compared to somewhere else because you guys all have it and I just think that's awesome yeah and that's really awesome yeah that, that'll, that'll be interesting too because that, that's such a huge transition we know so much people who have been employed by Hawaiian for over the years. And, mm -hmm. you know, we just hope the best for everybody. Yeah, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Hopefully it doesn't change the whole, you know, but we're yeah. looking forward to it, you know. All right, so here, here we go. I couldn't connect to the speaker, but I'll put my phone right here and see if we can. A downwind and he's been going out on a jet ski. And he's excited about it, but he's realizing how much there is to learn. He's kind of overwhelmed by how good how good the guys in Ohio are. You know, he's like, man, you guys, I, I don't know how I'll get to be, but I just got to go off them. I said, you just got to keep, you know, I when I get discouraged, I hear myself telling other people, don't get discouraged. Then I go, okay, Greg, don't get discouraged. You're having a, a, a tough time. You're in a rut. You, you, you're aspiring to be like these guys, but it's maybe not realistic. Maybe they're just more athletic. Maybe they're younger. Maybe they're both. But keep on, keep, you know, just keep yourself kind of lift up, lift up. So, yeah, he, he'll be, he'll be good. He's a, he's an athlete. He's a competitive, he used to be a competitive rough water swimmer. And he was a good, he's a good mountain bike rider. And he, he's, he's athletic. So he'll be fine. What happens when they can't, a lot of these guys that can't do it, that have the resources, they go out on a jet ski. The jet ski is a great place to learn, but you got to, that's like a training wheels. You got to take that off. You got to, you got to paddle out and do the real thing. Because if you get stuck with that crutch, you'll always need that crutch and you'll never be able to go. Because the majority of us are going down the, walking down the path and go climbing on the rocks and jumping in the water and catching a wave and going. Unless you want to use the jet ski and have to have somebody bring you and launch you and a partner and all that extra rigmarole, put gas, all that stuff, you got to learn how to do that. And a lot of guys, once they get used to that, that crutch, they, they don't. And, and it's a tightrope with a net. So you're like, well, if I fall, I got the net. But we don't have any net. We fall, we have to paddle. So we're, we're all like, we've got to make it. And then you get so good, you don't even think about falling. You just, you just are like comfortable pretty much you're gonna make it so he's he's intrigued he, I, I've been bugging him for 
probably a year. Like, you got to do it. He goes, ah, I, yeah, I know one day I got to go with you. But he's finally getting the bug. And he has a lot of habits that are, you got to break. Little things that I, white stance and he's riding the wrong equipment. And he's got he's to open his mind. I tell him, you got to listen to people. You can't think you know. You got you to gotta learn to just listen and just absorb everything they say and then use which ones you want. But if you don't listen, and because you think you know how, you're, you're, you'll get it, but it's going to take you a lot longer. So that's the humbling part. You have to listen to a 16-year-old kid tell you how, because they know how. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll give you good advice, but you have to let your pride down a little bit. I'm going to go water a little bit. So true, though, you know? Classic. You must be talking to your wife. I think or... I was talking to my wife. Who, who are you talking on. about? I was talking about Chris Miller. Oh, Chris Miller. And Chris Miller has got the bug. Chris Miller is not to throw anybody under the bus, but you know he he he's practicing and he's mm-hmm. getting he's you know he's he's, he's he, trust he, the he, process. He, and he's and he's an athlete. He really is. You know mm-hmm. he he um he, he's a good athlete. He, he he's uh he's more than talented enough to do it. And when I told him the last thing I told him, not on this little recording, but I said, Chris. There's guys that foil way less good than you that are going to smoke you downwinding because mm-hmm. they're there every day. Right. They're not the best foilers. They'll be the first to say they're not the best foilers. But they're at Keiko's yesterday. And I went down there and I said, hell no, it looks terrible. I don't want to do it. And they're, they're like, frothing. we're going. Yeah. We're frothing. going. We're going to, if I can make it to Browns, I'll be stoked. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, amen. Like, yeah. like that's good for them. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would never cut them down. In fact, because I was there myself, I'm, I'm so encouraged by them that it almost makes me want to just go. You yeah. know, not, just, just, just go just because that's the froth. That's the sight, man. That's like, like to me, in it. That was like the most exciting like, mindset for us was just you know, seeing like a little ripple and being like, Oh, it's down in the ball. Let's go. You know, just just fully being like, you yeah. know, chronics for yeah, it. Chronics. You know? I, I heard something from uh, Tyler Ralston. Um, Tyler said, you know, Greg, I've been doing these downwind things from Kaiko's, and, and I think I'm on my 89th time, and I still haven't made it. And he goes, I often think, he, he's a psychologist, so he really thinks a lot. He goes, I often think if I ever do make it, I might not like it anymore. <laughs> no. I just enjoy the, the struggle maybe. Yeah. The and process, I said, you'll man. like it. But the process. See, like. He embraced it. You know, when you hear, I'm inspired by, by stories like that. When you see somebody like that who's going 89 times and they're just still so like determined. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, you know, they're still going. And like you said, like, you know, I have, handful countless number of buddies who are so talented who would be great at it right but they just they don't want to struggle they don't you want to fail enjoy yeah. the yeah. process they don't yeah want to you know humble themselves and learn and, and that's the thing everyone starts at zero and in life you, we all know this but <clears throat> you know somewhere we've heard it somewhere we've experienced it but but it's hard to tune in and accept that those struggles and those difficulties and those trials, 
I mean, you know, there will be trials in your life. Everyone will have them. And those are what build you. Yeah. Those are like... Character you, building. You, they're not fun when you're in them. Yeah. You're not like, oh, I can't wait till the next you know, challenge when I... You know, I can't wait till my next surgery or nobody <laughs> thinks that way. You know, somebody told me once, oh, so you're one of those guys, you're into health. And I was like, well, what's the alternative being into sickness? Like, of course I'm into health. Who isn't? And the guy kind of st- got stuck. He kind of stopped. He goes, no, but I mean, you eat all like healthy food. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, I think, I don't know. I mean, you tell me if you're into death and sickness, like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I want to be around. Like, right. that's the whole point, right. you know? Right. And so... So I think the trials makes you better. So you are more appreciative of the good times. Yeah. And so if if fishing was catching fish every time, it wouldn't be nearly as fun as the, the challenge of going out there and, and, and rolling the dice yeah. and thinking maybe you can catch some fish. And that's downwinding. Right. On those marginal days where you guys are at Portlock, mm-hmm. right, Sim, and you guys are paddling out and I'm going, oh, this looks like a, maybe it might be a tough one. Well, I think for a lot of us, some of us, you know, we can always reflect back on the worst runs we've done. The go. worst runs we've done, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's if it was super small or if you have a big shocker or some, and any moment of you doing a run, you can always reflect back like, well, it'll probably be better than the one time <laughs> I was out there for three hours right. on a six right. foot board right. that was 78 liters. When your partner says, whose idea was this? Right. <laughs> and you're like, right. I don't know. You know, but <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's definitely, you know. It's deposits in your bank that are now like just have compounded and you can look back and be like. I want to ask you a question, Sim. Do you feel like obviously you've been doing a long time and, and, and you guys, you got lots under your belt. But do you feel that, um, you know, you, you, you'll look back in, in a year or years from now and you'll, do you, do you believe that you'll look back and you'll be like, Remember that little podcast I did with Stuber and we were talking like, like I sucked compared to now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exciting part for me. Even though I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have more fun. I'm going to have better experiences. Constant. I believe that. And, and, and whether it comes true or not, we don't know what will come true. We don't know if tomorrow will come for us, but, but, but the hope of that, the encouragement of that, the, 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 uh, infectious ability to share that with people that's the that's the stoke in the yeah. sport man for sure so like I'm always you know like I love downwinding you know I love competing and so like I'm always looking back and like I'm always so disappointed <laughs> at like you know my my race failures all the time I I, I don't know why you know um, look back at something like, bigger that's why yeah look back at France I look back at um, Molokai yeah, but like you said, like for me to think that that was I was in peak form for Molokai and ready, um, you know, and, you know, like mentally, phys- uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and just looking and and for my my ability to read the water, yeah. But it's funny, like the setup that I used, like I would never touch that setup ever again. And, and it's only been like not not even long ago. Not that was in that was in end of July, so yeah. six months ago. But not not that I wouldn't touch the setup again because the setup was junk. But the way that I had it tuned, the front ring front wing I was riding in relation to the fuse length that I was riding and the tail and the fact that I didn't have it shimmed. You know, like I've learned so much since then that like I would look, I would not take that setup out, like today. Because it w- it's too dinosaur. 
So dynamic. So it's it's crazy, you know. And and then you know that and that's just the gear part. Now, you know, hopefully with you know um, the failures that I have now, it's keeping me accountable to be like, okay, let's get better at flat water starting. Let's get better at pumping. Let's get better at this and that. And so it's not only is the gear getting better, but it's striving me to always be better, you know. And, and for that, you know, and there's different and, you know, like with foiling, there's different levels of enjoyment, right? Like, um, it's so fun going with friends all the time because it's like, you know, and in my Instagram post, it's like getting barreled with 10 to 15 of you buddies getting spit out of the same barrel. Yeah. Right. Stop. Right. You know, start but to finish. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to go alone and not see anybody around you or feel feel like you're getting chased or something or that you need to be in front mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. nice to go alone with music and just like just sing out loud you know like by yourself like you're a crazy guy like yeah just top of your lungs by yourself jamming you know and then sometimes it's nice to get out there by yourself and have no music and just listen to your breathing listen to your thoughts you know yeah. And there's so much, or even like the other day, you know, like I was foiling with the guy Gage and I didn't have any music on, but like, I was like having like a nice, quiet, casual conversation with him as we're like, just, just like, like it's so much technical going on, yeah. but, but you're able to quiet everything and still, and, and compose and just have a conversation. Yeah. That's when that's flow state. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's big time flow state. And that doesn't occur instantaneously for most humans you know you, you gotta you gotta put yourself I, I think about so my struggle for downwinding eight months alan davis two or three times a week sometimes four times a week usually two or three runs never completed run alan davis to sandy's this this, this is not two miles a, not even that probably I and mean, it's pretty pretty i mean it, it's not super low level but it's not crazy high level for sure but but determined 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 Failure after failure, paddling after paddling. And my, my saying has always been and still is, what's the worst going to happen? You got to paddle. Yeah. I paddled my whole life. Yeah. We used to race out to Rabbit Island. I could do it in like 14 minutes. I could, you know what I mean? Like paddling, I eat that up. I've been yeah. doing that my whole life. I'm not afraid of paddling. But when downwinding, paddling is failure. So you don't want to paddle. You want to downwind. You want to you you step off on wherever it is you're going. But, but digging into that, what you're saying, that quiet time, I'm always the last guy to walk out with, the, with whoever's going with me. One guy, three guys, five guys. I'm always the last to walk out and I'm almost always the last to get a wave. Not only because I sort of want that, but, but just because I'm not as quick as these younger guys that I'm with. You know, mm. when, when you're 63 and you're hanging with guys that are 36, you know, the opposite of your, you, right. you know you're old. You're like, okay, whoa, it's okay. And now I embrace it. I want to be the last guy. I want that quiet. I don't want... Anything to distract from my experience of me, my board, my equipment, the water, the, 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 the line I'm choosing. Am I going out? Am I going in? Am I doing a little of each? Whatever it might be on that day, they're not all the same. Mm-hmm. Because, because you learn to feel what's working. You learn, but first it was like point A to point B. I don't care how I get there. I, I'm just anything that moves, I'm going to be on it. And now I'm like, this will be interesting. 
I peeled over that and I went over that big one and behind it had this little, I'm going to try that for a while. Uh, you know what I mean? Or, or I'm going to wait till my board like touches the water and because and, I like the stall it, speed and yeah, and then get back up. Or like you were saying, get a little higher, have that second gear kind of mm-hmm. feeling. All of those things now I embrace all that, that, that those little idiosyncrasies of, of the downwind experience. Um, I still love the camaraderie, but in downwinding, there's kind of no friends. I mean, your friends all the way Tell you're in the water, and then it's every man for himself. You're obviously looking out for each other if they haven't shown up. Um, we're all capable. We all have equipment, whatever. But, but that part of the sport at first was kind of pissed me off. I was like, man, these guys like they just go. Like, what are they supposed to do? Wait for you? Yeah. Like, like you know. And now I'm like embrace it because that's the really cool part about it is see at the you know you go at Dave Louie that guy's the first up you know, bro right? he's so fast bro. <laughs> he's gone oh yeah he's gone he does not want to mess around like, he'll catch your wave too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the last Waikiki run I did with him yeah like we went from Sui's and we weren't even out at Sui's yet like he was just like spun and went and like almost killed me not really but like who just like he's like he's going and if somebody was in his way, like, it doesn't matter. He was going to go. Like, he needed to yeah. be the first I one. I was at Taiwan, so and he went by me, and he didn't even, they yeah. didn't even stop to smile. Yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. was just on a mission. Yeah, yeah. He Pumped doesn't even, like, probably yeah. no. just, like, crouch dance and just <laughs> laser focus, bro. Yeah, that's oh, all the classic. little details. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Such man. good stuff. And you can tell the styles, just like surfing, right? You're like, oh, that's, you know, yeah. here he comes. Um, yeah, you can tell by their stance, their pump, their... Yeah. Their flow and everything, you know. Um, but yeah, okay. So you know, you so you've downwind Kaikos, you downwind ADs, and you downwind Waikiki. Like, what what are those like for you? Um, you know, or a- wh- what are those like for you? And then, what do you think? What do you think is gonna be like? What's 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 some of your goals after that? So so. I would say 80s is probably the most familiar just because it's stomping grounds. Um, I'm I'm much more comfortable um, in all the other, uh, you know, runs that we do. I love the Waikiki onshore runs just because Waikiki is where I pretty much learned to surf and and it's where I spent a lot of my time. It's, 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 It's dear to me and it feels really comfortable and safe. There's nothing like coming in looking at that backdrop for me. I mean, obviously Blowhole is an insane backdrop, but... Just coming into the beach at canoes, <clears throat> very rewarding mm-hmm. to make it to the sand, <clears throat> walk up to the smiles of the boys in the tower, you know, right. and then walking down, getting to talk to people. Um, uh, and then, and then you know, we, we've done some kind of strange ones. We go out to that uh, small island next to Rabbit Island. I think it's called Kaipu or something. Uh, I may probably be pronouncing it wrong, but... We go out there and we do a little chip <coughs> shot off the rock and ride that you into ride it into, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a kind of a unique one. Mm-hmm. Or we just go from the windsock and do a little short one into the, and then walk back. Mm-hmm. Um, short downwinds are good uh, tuners and you can you can get a little more spicy because it's not a lot to pay. You know, it's like ah, you know, quick paddle, right. do it again. <clears throat> I think my goals, um, my goals <laughs> actually are to figure out the way of having less fun downwinding on my prone so that I spend more time on my SUP because I'm having so much fun proning that yeah. I, I tend to just be like, I'm going to go have fun today. Yeah. Um, I don't have any stand-up paddle experience, really, uh, minimal. Um, the only stand-up paddle, paddling I've done has been on big, wide, thick, you know, p- piece of junk boards and just gone out to turtles or whatever and just caught some waves. And, um, you know, I was doing it often. I was, I was decent at it. I, I think I have the athleticism. But I, I, I'm finding myself a little lack in discipline. And I was able to prone my, my Kalama that I have pretty well. So I enjoy that too. Yeah. Um, that's a, like a 
totally new different yeah, sensation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I wanna. You probably you should try take that out on the white one of the Waikiki days, because, you know, like. If you're doing multiple runs, you know, and then we're paddling out. I mean, I guess it would, the hardest thing would be like walking it back from Waikiki, yeah. big board. But like it's, I think the last time I went, um, I used Kekai's board. Um, I saw you at it. Yeah. And, and it was on. just like, so nice to just paddle out there and be out there in two minutes. Yeah. Versus like, you know, just chugging underwater, paddling Catch the littlest fall. Scratching, yeah, you know. Right, right. And it was just... And then that way you get to learn what it's like to downwind a big board yeah. and feel yeah. the, the, the stark contrast between like a pro yeah. and... I've done some, you know, again, the younger guys um, will give you advice like, yeah, Greg, just take that thing and just paddle up in a golf course and, you know, my sandies and just launch it or go to Makapu, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll give you the, just do it. Like, you yeah. know, and, 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 and you got to love it. But you're also like, okay, well, hold on here. You know, I'm going to talk to someone a little older. He's going to help me out. Like, oh, maybe you want to go with somebody or whatever. Um, but, but I think for me, the, the attractive part of, uh, about it, because I, I used to be very competitive. I'm, I'm less competitive. I'm competitive with myself. I'm less competitive with other people to beat other people. I, I, that's just not in my DNA as much as it used to be. Um, or, or I've suppressed it or whatever. But... I want I want bigger water. I want longer runs. I want. Um, I don't care. I think at my age, I don't care about being in the club and being in that. Like I gotta be at the after party. Like I gotta. I don't care about that stuff. That 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 went away. You know, mm-hmm. ten fifteen years ago. I'm, I'm. I don't need the fanfare. I don't need that hype part. And that's not because it's bad. It's just I don't. It's just it doesn't. It's not attractive to me. Um, I love the crowd. I love your guys' crew. I'd like to be a part of it. But it's but it's for me. It's it's because I want to do it. If, if, if you guys are all downwinding, I don't feel this yearning to be part of your club. Mm. Um, and some people will tell me, like, oh, I want to be with you guys. I want to be a downwinder. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's cool. But, but, but downwinding's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, that, I, think that's, I think that's goals. Um, I got a good board, thanks to, 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 to you and Dave. Um, I, 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 I enjoy that board. I don't think it has any... Uh, hindrances in it. it it works good I figured it out I, I'm riding a 150 on it which is relatively it's not a huge wing I mean it's right. about a 970 I think you know the 150 mm-hmm. um, that's kind of my go-to wing I'm a minimalist equipment I got a 120 and a 150 that's mm-hmm. all that's pretty much what I ride Gee, yeah. um, and I'm happy with that I got my own you know tweaking that I do on my fuselage extender I make some kind of custom stuff for myself but pretty simple um, I I I I'm tempted to try a lot of other brands. I think F1 is very interesting to me because I see guys just like Austin, just you guys just standing. I'm like, why are they just standing there? Like there's, they got good overnight. Like that's the wing. Um, but I'm also, um, I'm also, you know, satisfied with what I'm riding. If money with no object or, you know, I make the joke. I said, heck, I'd ride, you know, Slingshot if they sponsored me. I don't care, whatever, you know. I, right. I mean, if I got free stuff and, and I don't expect anyone to, you know, be jumping down the you know running over each other to sponsor me but um because i spend the money and because it's not you know i i, I feel like should i buy a new wing or buy a new door for my laundry room? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know that sounds more attractive you know yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm kind of just different things renovation whatever it is but um but I, I, I look and I learn and I watch and I'm interested and I talk to Edo and I talk to Andrew and I, 
you know, the guys on the Axis stuff, and I talk to the guys on the, on the Unifoil stuff, and I talk just because I want to know. Um, I don't need to... I restrain myself. I don't need to go buy everything new. Right, right. I don't need like I saw that wing that you brought me that that proto whatever that was, you know, and I was like, look at this thing. <laughs> and it was unreal while I had it in my hands, and I tuned it, and I fixed it for you, and I gave it back to you. And the next day, I'm not like I gotta go buy one. I was like, no, I'm good. You know, that, that's a piece that I have, which I'm glad. <clears throat> I feel like, we'd be broke. You know, I feel like that's a valuable thing, is because um, Kikai is going through that now, where he. His system or his setup is F1 where he has the mass. So he's invested in it. But he's, you know, we're seeing a lot of brands drop great stuff, you know. The new Armstrong gear, the new access wings, you know, the the code foils. And mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a great community here. Jeff Chang lending things oh, out, man. letting people Absolutely. sample stuff. <clears throat> and so it's like, it's like so easy to do this and that. But then... And and it's fun and it's good for our overall experience to try things because sure. now we'll have a better understanding of what works, what works for us. Um, the little nuances. The little nuances, yeah. and and then you can appreciate your setup a little bit more, you know, because you're like, wow, that thing felt fast, but you know, mine feels a little bit stable. That one has more low end, but you know, mine, you know, so it's just, mm -hmm. it's just. Like I said, it adds to the overall experience. And I think, and then it's also just being confident and trusting and enjoying what you're on, you know, yeah, that, that's whatever a good you're point. writing. That's you know? a good point. So like, like two things, <clears throat> someone said, you know, to me, I started a conversation. They said, what's the best tale? And I said, well, if there was a best tale, everyone would have it. Yeah. There's no best tale. It's like, it's like asking, what's the best car? Like, I don't know, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? You want a sports car? You want a truck? You know, and, 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 and with, with that in mind, you know, it's like everyone has, everyone has their, their excitement and their, their motivations and their, their whatever, their attractiveness, what they, what they like about. Um, some guys want to just mow down bumps and just go up and over. Right. Um, Matt Kemma's like, bigger wing, the better. I just want to stand there and cruise. Mm. That, that, that's Kikoa. Yeah. I was like, I ain't out there to rip. I rip surfing. I'm there yeah. to just yeah. stand and cruise. Cruise. That's not right or Speed wrong. Yeah. It's not about right or wrong. It's about personal choice. And that's what they like to do. Mm -hmm. and, and what's cool about downwinding is you don't, you, in, in, unless you throw in the, the time element, which, which is great, the race element, <clears throat> and not everybody want, does cares. No, no. It, it's it's a, a, a make is a make is a make. And, and, and if the guy's smiling, you know, Jed told me, he goes, what a guy having the most fun, but that's the guy. And I was yeah. like, that's true. <laughs> like, how much fun are you having? Right. None of us are really, I hope we're not doing this as, as some begrudging, you know, like, oh man, I got to go foiling. Right. You know, that's, that, right. that's what's really cool about it. You don't have to, um, you can get caught up in chase stuff. Um, and that's fine too, if you want to do that. But, the the, the, the the subtleties and the details are what's beautiful about foiling is that you can tweak your equipment and it'll work perfect to mm -hmm. you and, and and no one else can say with this wing you got to set the mast at this location how do I foil what is the level on my board is it mm -hmm. perfectly level is there a little tail rocker and do I lean forward or do, do I stand up straight do I those details are huge if I lean forward I just put about 40 more pounds on the front of my board yeah. So, so you, you can't critique everybody and say this is, and I'm learning to do that, Tim. 
I'm learning to step in the middle of a conversation. I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm actually pretty terrible at it. But step into the middle of a conversation rather than everything from my perspective. Because I have a strong personality and I'm very much like, no, 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 you got you to gotta do it like this. I'm learning to stand in the middle. I'm trying to practice that. Just kind of say, huh, what, what, is, what is his point? His point is valuable because it's his point. You'll make the best decision for yourself because it's your decision. Right. Not mine. I can't make your decision. I'm not you. Yeah. And you need to trust people more to make the decisions unless they've proved otherwise. And then you can just distance yourself mm-hmm. from those people. That's all. You don't have to critique. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to rip them. Right. Just distance yourself because life has a lot of other opportunities you yeah. can go find that are good. Tons of them. Well, yeah, it's, it's when you were t- talking about, you know, everyone has different experiences and this and that. And I was just thinking of, you know, of course, you know, everyone's talking to me about, you know, what should I write this and that, blah, blah, blah. Or like people were trying to get into it. And I always go back to my sales pitch. And like the final argument of my thing, of my sales pitch for foiling is you're getting in the water way more often than if you were surfing. Because my whole thing is like, man, you know, I, you know, surf on the South Shore. Three, four months out of the year, there's waves. Out of those three, four months, couple, maybe maybe six to eight times, I can properly say it's I can paddle out a shoreboard. Mm-hmm. Out of those six or eight times, maybe two sessions were memorable. Out of those sessions, maybe three waves were like, "Ooh, that was a good wave," you know. So when you look about, when you look at it, you've just like totally like minimized um, your experience for one of your favorite things, you know, which is getting in the water and surfing. Ride time, yeah. Ride time. And for me, that's what foiling is. It's, you're getting in the water when it's cranking winds. You're getting in the water when it's knee high. You're getting in the water when there's surf and waves, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> as simple as it is, it's just, just getting in the water, yeah. you know, for us in Hawaii. That's, that's huge value. And for anybody, you know, if you're in Florida where Eric and all those guys are, you know, mm-hmm. they're, Stoked to get in the water. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. My, my son, Bo, is a good surfer, sharp order. And he recently, he knows how to foil. He's very athletic. He, he, could, he could foil behind the ski. He could foil, you know, I could sling him into a wave and he could ride it. <clears throat> but just recently, I gave him some equipment, some, some old uh, Takuma stuff. And so he has his own equipment. He started foiling. And he kind of shared with me, which, which, you know, it's your son and he's got ego because it's your dad. He said, I got to admit that like one session from like, like doing little suicides around suicides to Kaimana, he goes, in just one session, I probably got more ride time than I will have in a month surfing. Like I'm up on foil riding longer because waves are just like, yin, 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 done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Done, done, done. And if nothing you get three, surfing, but if you get three wave turn, I mean, a three turn oh, wave, man. you're yeah. Oh man, that's like, and so he said, I still love surfing. I'm still going to surf. It's not, I'm never going to throw that away. And I like, not, now I find myself just going to better waves. Like in, in, in winter time, I'm, I'm going to drive to the country. I'm not going to just deal with Sandys unless I only have an hour. But the foiling thing opened up his mind to that. And he, his first time ever downwinding, we took him to an Allen Davis. He never did it. And he made it to the second bathroom, which is pretty darn good. Yeah, and right. he was pissed. He's like, I should have made it. Because <laughs> he thinks he can do everything. Because like, he's, he's athletic. He's natural. First time Kaikos, um, he got to Lighthouse. 
you know, that's kind of unprecedented for a lot of people yeah. to do that. Yeah. So I, me as a father, I'm like, Mac, you got to be a foiler. He's like, yeah, you know, it's all right. I'm like, you know, he's not as sold on it as I am. Um, and so I just have to kind of pull back and be like, okay, he doesn't have the same froth I do. Um, but he started to experience it. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else in his, his friend group were to cut down foiling, I guarantee he'll defend it. I guarantee he'll be like, no, bro, you never tried it. You got to try it. Because <laughs> right. he knows what he experienced. Very few people are going to get up on foil, fly, do a big roundhouse where you literally turn around a house. Yeah. The roundhouse is huge. Very few people are going to say, nah, that wasn't fun. Most people that try and don't, don't really have success and give up early, then they'll tell you, nah, it's not that good. You never, you never, you know, you, you, you've only done the, 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 the bunny hill, man. You got to, you know, get to the, get to the blue or black. Yeah. Then you'll start to be sold on this sport. Yeah. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. None of us are, have to be foil evangelists. We don't have to make everyone try. But bro, that's why, bro, like I'm so stoked. And for me, like, and I, you know, every once in a while I call you, hey, how's this stuff? Like, bro, out here in Monolulu Bay, big blue mountains of water like and and i say this to only a few people i don't say this to a lot of people because you know like for people i'll look at them and i'll assess and see what there's their level of stoke and enthusiasm and passion is and i'd be like yeah yeah just maybe try off a waikiki run you know you know and you know feed them bite-sized pieces but brothers people like you who are so passionate about and you you deserve to experience like you know monolua bay and big blue open ocean water um downwinding it unassisted unassisted yeah yeah there there i have to agree 100% have to. yeah for sure you know yeah so yeah i that it'll it'll come and 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 so in my foiling experience and my downwinding experience especially my downwinding experience i'm i'm still i'm not virgin but i'm very novice um i'm pretty good at it uh, but, you, but, you know but, but I, I, I have more to do, yeah. So I would say, okay, we're at a pretty elaborate skate park, right? Mm-hmm. And you got your prone board and you're going and you're staying in one corner of the skate park where it has one ramp and you're just over and over again doing the whole, just the same dropping in the same quarter pipe or whatever in your 80s runs, Kaiko's Waikiki. Maybe, you know, Kaiko's Waikiki is maybe like a different little section. Two ramps. <laughs> but brah, there is a big park out there. Mm-hmm. Big park. And then when you start flowing and connecting in the park and airing over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, and it's like, I'm in the park and I see somebody like you who's like ripping that little section. It's like, brah, come check out. Brah, you got to try this area. You got to try this and boom, the whole park, you know? What's beautiful about your approach to it, Sim, and, and, and I think most people's, but not everybody, um, is that you're encouraging and inviting, you know, you're, you're like, here's the poo-poo platter. It tastes super good. <laughs> I'm not going to hold your mouth open and force you to eat any, but I'm telling you how good it is. And then, and then there's a few that are like, Greg, get out of the kiddie pool. Yeah. You guys are freaking, are you still enjoying that? That thing sucks. You guys should come here. You know, that, that doesn't help. <laughs> that, that, that's not, a little bit more yeah, that's not firing me up. That's like, all right, save it. Sorry. You know, it's so, funny because people give me all the time, bro. Like, say, like I'm the biggest salesman and like, I'm, like, I don't want to feel like I'm conning anybody, you know, but like, no. bro, you, yeah, K, uh, K guy would be like, bro, like 
we, last time we brought him on a run and it was like, oh, like I had a blast but he didn't have a blast he's like yeah <laughs> Sim got me again it's said it's effing nuke bro bro big shocker you know he's like pissed you know I'm like oh bro am I selling too much of this dope you know? a, we have we all have those in our crew right yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. Dave Louis a, a, a good one to get you fired up yeah because he needs a partner yeah and if he's stuck in the truck, he can't go. He, he was like, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> but that's, that's what we do for each other as friends. I think it's good stuff. Man. Exactly. I think it's really good stuff. I'm sure, I, I'm sure people can poke all kinds of holes in my game too about you know, funny stuff that I do. Yeah. But yeah. Awesome, bro. Yeah. Well, awesome chat, man. Cool. Went Same. well. I appreciate it. Stoked. And um, I'm sure we'll be having many more. You know, yeah, for on sure. and off the record. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Awesome, bro.